Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome, welcome. Hey, I was just thinking about today's subject, this week's subject. We're going to be uh, just focusing on, again, one of my favorite uh, subjects, Romans 12, 2. Richard's over there playing around. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. He's in a, again, Richard, we forget this when we get people saved, you know, people get born again. They forget, you know, do the follow-up work. And the follow-up work, you know, I, I remind people, receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Go ahead and receive your salvation. Follow it up with water baptism, preferably submersion. <laughs> and then uh, that's then, 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 then the real work starts. The real work of Romans 12. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he says that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. A lot of people don't do the follow-up work, which is a continuum that's continuing to feed on the word, which is going to also ignite your faith, but it's also going to transform you and renew your mind because faith's going to come by hearing. And as you continue to meditate and speak the word of God, it's going to renew your mind. And now that remind that my renewal is going to bring you to my next scripture, which is in Philippians chapter two, verse five. And a lot of people seem to, not focus on this, but it's a revelation. Scripture tells us be examples of Christ, be followers of Christ, or imitators of Christ as well. But look at this scripture right here. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. He says, let this mind be in you. Notice he said, he didn't say let this spirit be in you, because the spirit's in you when you receive Jesus Lord and Savior. That's what's happened supernaturally. But he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he wants, God desires us to have the mind of Christ. The next verse says, Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in an appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name of which above every name. And I just want to go back to focus on let this mind. A lot of Christians don't believe they should have the mind of Christ or that's God's desire for them to have the mind of Christ. And it's in his word. He does want us because we're his children. We're in the family. He wants us to start walking, talking, and thinking like him, like Christ. Because Christ thought like God. So, again, and the only way that's going to happen is as you feed on the word of God. You feed your spirit. Your spirit is a bag that can words truth and God's word is the truth and you need to renew we need we all need to continue to renew our mind in the truth Jesus is called the living word of God and he said I am the truth the way and the life and the words I speak to you are their spirit in their life and he says his words are the truth so we need to continue to put that truth in us and and again at our church services before I start off our service I 
tell everybody to raise their Bibles and, and, and declare this after me and say it like they mean it. Say, declare this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I can do what it says I can do. And that's what God wants us to believe. That's the gospel, us believing that. But you have to just, you can't just say that just on Sundays. You got to do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And you got to continue to build yourself up in the faith, build yourself up in the faith. And then you can actually start being used by God to do what he preordained and predestined and called and purposed for us to do. Remember, the whole earth is waiting on the manifestations of the sons of God. They're waiting on us to displace darkness because he's called us children of light. So in order for the light to come in, we have to feed on it. We have to allow it to come in. And the only thing that dissipates darkness is light. And he says, let your light so shine. Well, your light is only going to shine as you receive illumination or revelation or understanding from the word of God. So hence why he said study to show yourself approved. He didn't just say read because there's a difference from reading and studying. I read a sign, but studying means I'm going to take some time. I'm going to I'm going to get the definition of every word that I'm looking at. I'm going to analyze this thing. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to chew on it. I'm going to muse on it. I'm going to meditate on it. But he told Joshua. Right. See, I, I tell people there's nothing wrong with reading your Bible. You should read your Bible, but you also need to study your Bible. And those are two different things. Two different things. When I'm studying my Bible, I'm bouncing back and forth from one scripture to another. That's study. As I <laughs> look at this, and that reminds me of another one. Or right. They go together. And that's so what the Holy Spirit's going to do once you start studying. And so and how I many go back and forth like that. But if I'm reading, I'm just reading. Through. And how many times have you heard people say, I heard, I know you heard them say, oh, I read the Bible 10 times already. Oh, I, have, I hear people say, I've read the Bible once. Like, whoa, that's all you need. No, no, no. <laughs> the ones that said, I've read it 10 times. And I'm like, and you still don't have revelation? No, what you need to just study it. Just continue to study. Jesus said this. If you continue in my word, and then are you my disciples indeed, and you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Continue means I, I, I'm constantly in it. It's like as we're living as human beings, we continue to feed our bodies food. You just don't eat one meal for your whole life and say, hey, I ate. <laughs> I read the Bible once. No, you got to. Because this Bible, Jesus said in John 6, he said, my word is bread. I am the bread of life. And then Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, physical bread, natural, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We need to feed on his word because that's what's going to transform us. That's what's going to renew us. That's what's going to feed our spirit. And the scripture says the entrance of his word brings light or life. God's word, it illuminates, especially if you got Jesus' spirit and you've been born again, you're just going to get illuminated. So, again, we talk about it on this broadcast a lot, too. You know how Christians, they feed on the world's news instead of the good news, which is the gospel. And whatever you feed on, you're going to always move towards the direction of your most dominant thoughts or whatever you're feeding on. So we have to study and feed on the word of God daily. Remember, he even says meditate on it daily and nightly. And that's what's going to grow you up. And God's desire is to grow us up into the head, which is Jesus Christ. He says that in I mean Ephesians 4.11 when he tells us what's the ministry leadership role. He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints or for the work of ministry. Then he says until we grow up into the fullness, to the full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. So God's desire is to have us look like Jesus. Who is we're, the, to, we're to be conformed to the likeness right, of Christ. Right, because he's the head and, and we're the body of Christ. He's the head, Christ. And that's why this scripture said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. 
God wants us to grow up and start thinking and acting like Jesus. And somehow we done watered the gospel down to just be good. Well, Jesus demonstrated. Scripture says be followers of Christ. It says imitate God well, as see, your children. And I understand kind of how we got to be good because people say conform to the likeness of Christ. Why do people see him? They see him as this guy who's really nice. And he says, suffer the little children, come to me. And he's just this really nice guy. And so that if I'm going to be conformed to the likeness of Christ, that means I'm just going to be a really nice guy. Well, and so I, I kind of see how people get confused because I agree with you 100% that it's not just about being nice. But a lot of times people only take it on face value of, well, Jesus was nice. So I guess if I'm going to be like him, I need to be nice. And again, again, we have this pres- we presume things just as human beings before we get saved. And the devil helps program us to believe this about the situation. A lot of us believe before we got saved, we we had a pres- an assumption of what Christianity was about. I hear non-believers constantly telling me how I'm supposed to be as a Christian. And they don't even know what the book of Genesis is in the Bible. So how are you going to tell me about my covenant and how I'm supposed to be? Well, because faith still comes by hearing whether positive or negative. So they heard an evil report or an incorrect report, report on what how Christians are supposed to be, and that's what they expect from you. And then we thought that, too, because we wasn't always saved. <laughs> so we came in believing, oh, this is what we're supposed to do now. That's why a lot of people say, I'll get saved when I'm done having fun. <laughs> right. Because I can not, have fun right, then, yeah, right. And then I can go ahead and just spend my life being nice. After I didn't cussed out everybody and did all the stuff I wanted to do, but not knowing that God's desire for mankind, Jesus was that example in in all forms. Yes, he was kind. He had compassion, but he also operated. He walked on water. He he healed the the blind, not just physically, but spiritually. He healed the lame, not just physically, but spiritually. Lame means you can't move. Paralyzed means people were stuck physically, and a lot of people are paralyzed in other areas of their lives. And that's who—that's why he said, "Let your light so shine." That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be delivering people out of bondage. That's what it means. It says the whole earth is waiting on the manifestations of the sons of God, meaning they're waiting on us to act like little Jesuses as part of the body of Christ. Jesus is the head of that body, so. If this, if we don't allow this mind to be in us that was in Christ Jesus, we can't move further. And God can only work in and through us to the degree that we believe. That's why we call ourselves believers. And that's why we got to get in this word every day. You got to fill your spirit up with this word every day, every day, every day. And then you got to, here's where the rubber meets the road, Richard. You can't just hear it only. You got to practice it now. Right, you got to believe it. You got to, and you got to do it. And that's what Galatians chapter three is all about. Remember, mm-hmm. as we talked a couple weeks ago, that. You foolish Galatians says, who has bewitched you? Did you receive the spirit and God work miracles in your midst because you follow the law or because you believed what you heard? Too many Christians are trying to follow the law even after they become Christians. Oh, now I have to do good. Now I have to follow the Ten Commandments. Now I have to act right. And instead of believing what they heard, what what is it that we've heard? That Jesus has never leave us nor forsake us. That our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. All these things that we've heard, too many Christians act like they don't believe them, really. Well, and you're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Amen. You can do all things 
all of that, you know, these signs shall follow those who believe. Jesus said, in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will be recovered. They will, they will cast out demons. Again, I just study the life of Jesus. We're doing a series of sermons in our Sunday services, which happens at 11 o'clock at 574 East 12th Street, Chico, California. Uh, our subject matter is keys to the kingdom, but we're fo focusing on faith. The faith is the master key of the kingdom. But now we're looking at the faith of Jesus. And then we're calling it faith for the supernatural because Jesus had faith for the supernatural. And then we're looking at the life of Jesus, how he conducted himself. Well, see, and, and you talk about faith in the faith of Jesus. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come out, I don't see anywhere in the scripture or believe that any time Jesus is going, well, I sure hope this works. <laughs> Right, well, right. I look really bad if this don't work. When he said Lazarus come out, he knew Lazarus was coming out. And and that's what I'm saying with Christianity and the truth. We're gonna have to take God public. There was people around. They they wasn't in no hiding in no church building with just believers. There was some unbelievers watching too. So you're gonna have to take the gospel public. You can't be embarrassed or ashamed, yeah, of, the ashamed of the gospel. So and that's what Jesus said. Jesus and Jesus made a declaration before that. He said, Father, I already know. And uh, me and you, we like this. I already know, but just so they'll they'll get the revelation and they'll see. He just prayed a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Daddy. That Lazarus is about to do what you told me to do because you told me to go in there and speak to Lazarus and tell him to get up. Because remember, Jesus said, "I don't do nothing the Father didn't tell me to do." And see, and that's another whole another subject is being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, what He's prompting you to do, and He'll lead and guide you. Scripture said, Jesus said, he'll lead and guide you into all truth. But you got to be sensitive to him. You can't, remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. He says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You got to be sensitive what the spirit is telling you to do. And right. God does, Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. So God does want to have something to do with your day. <laughs> well, see, and, and one of the best ways that God talks to us is through his word. Right. The Bible. Right. And so Christians that don't pick up their Bible or pay any attention to their Bible are missing out on one of the greatest ways that God And I said that the other last Wednesday in Midwesley Bible study, which takes place here in Chico at 2167 <laughs> Hartford Boulevard in a terrorist Parkside Community Center here in Chico. But I said that the other last Wednesday at Bible study. I said, I asked everybody at the study, when was the last time you heard from God? And everybody looked at me like, what? What? And somebody got it right. They said, well, a couple minutes ago when I read his word, you win. Move to the front of the class. Because that's when you hear from God, right. when that, you're reading his word. his word. Yeah, that's his word. So last time I, we're hearing from him now because we're partaking, we're fellowshipping with him through his word. He said in Hebrews 4.12, my word is living and it's powerful. Yeah, and it's sharp. words it, on a page. No, no, it's living. That's the... That's the miraculous of the word of God. It's living. It, it starts to jump off these pages into your spirit and speaks to your spirit. That's what he says. That's why he said man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. That's what he means in Hebrews 4.12 when he say the word of God is living and powerful. That's what he means when he said it doesn't return void, but it's accomplished what he sent it out to do. That's what he means when he says in Thessalonians, the word of God works effectively in those who believe. It, it's living. And then he went and named Jesus the living word. And he said he watches over his word to perform it in Isaiah. So this word of God is powerful, man. And I tell people, that's all you need is the word of God. And in 1 Peter, he said he's given us exceeding great and precious promises through the knowledge of him. 
through the knowledge of him is through his word. He's going to reveal some stuff through you. And here's the deal. Because you're saved, because you received Jesus Lord and Savior, you can now get understanding. Now, if you ain't saved, you can read the word and won't get nothing. Right. All you're going to get is Romans 10, 8, how to get saved. You'll get the understanding of that. But all the other stuff, Jesus said it's a mystery. Well, it's a mystery to those who ain't in the family. I got some stuff in my family on our family you know about. You can't, you're not privileged to it because you're not in the family. So now he says, the natural man don't receive the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness to him. And he said, we do because they're spiritually discerned. Well, that's why you need to continue to feed on the word of God because he's going to increase you in wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And your faith is going to get ignited. You're going to really start believing more and more. And God wants your faith to go from faith to faith. He wants you to go from faith to faith to glory to glory. What responsible parent don't want to have a fellowship or communication with their child? Right. A responsible parent. Ain't talking about a deadbeat parent. And God is our Abba Father. His desire is to communicate with mankind. And yes, Adam and Eve, Adam personally messed that up. He got kicked out of the garden, and that middle wall of separation came up called sin from us. But Jesus, the last Adam, came and restored and reconciled us back to the Father. So now that's why Jesus said no one comes to the Father except through the Son. So now when we see Jesus as Lord and Savior, we can now have fellowship back with the Father. And he'll reveal stuff to you. He'll speak to us. Right. See, and that's the thing, and, and I'm glad you said that earlier. God does not want his actions to his children to be a secret. For so often we think that God doesn't want us to know what he's thinking or how he's acting or anything else. God has given us his word so that he isn't a secret to us. He wants us to know about him. We are his children. My children know me. I know my children. He knows us and he wants us to know him. He knows every hair on our head. He knows everything about us. He knows every thought you ever had. He knows every thought I ever had. He knows everything we've ever done. Even the stuff that we thought we did in secret, he knows about. He loves us anyway, and he wants us to know about him. He wants us to know as we are known. And so we have this word, we have this Bible, and God wants to speak to us in it, and yet so often we just act like we, we don't care. Well, well, this Bible is full of promises and prophecies. That's why he says, he tells you to keep on your whole armor. He's going to reveal that to you about what spiritual armor and weaponry is. He, and he tells you why. But when your evil day come. Yeah, not so daddy. So it's daddy right. just warned me. He gave me a warning. He says, okay, I'm going to give you something to use because hard times are going to come. Times of great pain. And Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Well, I'm with you. I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. Greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. So now... Because I, I'm armed with this wisdom and revelation and this understanding. Okay, when that evil day come, I know I can take refuge in his truth, which is his word, and right. which and he watches over. Come, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were asking me about life insurance and what I thought of life insurance. I said, every other kind of insurance is if. You get car insurance if you get in a wreck. You get fire insurance on your house if it catches on fire. All these things are if. You get health insurance because if you get sick, right. life insurance isn't if, it's when. When. <laughs> so there's no if you die. It's gonna. It's all about when you die. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same way you're talking about there when the evil day comes. It's not if an evil day comes. It's when. Maybe an evil day will come. It, the given is an evil day will come. And, and here's the deal. The scripture says 
you know, he said this on the, on the positive, his grace, he allowed his son and his to shine on the just and the unjust. Well, trials and tribulations going to come whether you're saved or not. So I'd rather be saved and go through the storm with Jesus in the boat with me. Then I can walk on water. Then without him, because I understand this, because God be for me, who can be against me? Then I understand he never leaves me or forsakes me. So I got a promise. Because this Bible is full of promises and prophecies. Again, he prophesied evil days will come. Hmm. It's going to happen. So you might as well be girded up and, and allow the Lord to be your refuge. And he's going to give you what you need through his word. All things he said pertaining to life and godliness. Everything I need to get through trials, tribulations. Everything I need to have financial success. God's going to give me the wisdom for that. He says in Deuteronomy 8.18. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. Well, see, and that's why this is why we don't have to worry about go through life with worrying and anxiety. Because people say, well, man, they're talking when the evil day comes, the evil days are coming on me. Oh, they're talking about trials and tribulations. Oh, trials and tribulations are going to come on me. I better be worried. I better be anxious because all that. No, you don't need to be worried and you don't need to be anxious because even though those things are coming, he is sufficient for all of our needs. Well, we have all of his promises. And I'm going to say this, Richard. Evil days are always present. Yours just probably hadn't. You haven't come into your storm yet. Somebody else. I remember in my good times, man, I had it good when I first got saved and just in life in general. My evil day hadn't came, but I'm pretty sure somebody was experiencing theirs. Right. <laughs> Mine just hadn't came up. It's like birthdays. Yeah, your birthday might be this week. Mine ain't till several months later but it's coming if i'm living if i live if i stick around it's gonna come and that's what he was saying that's why jesus said in this world you will have trials and tribulations they're gonna come you know rain is gonna it's gonna rain eventually it's gonna snow in some areas but then there's gonna be those sunny days so he said you know when yours come you just be prepared and it reminds me of what jesus talked about with the virgins and the oil about how some was prepared and then some one, they just messed around. And, uh, and then when it came, they, they wanted to get somebody else's faith. Can I use your faith? Can you pray for me, Pastor? Well, you should. I encourage you to study to show yourself approved all year. That's what you was coming here for. And now your trial, you didn't do that. And now you want me to continue to pray for you. No, my job is to build you up and equip you for the storm. Yeah. And then you, in turn, if you have success, you go equip somebody else multi-level marketing you go equip somebody else that's let's go make disciples we go but we, we're equipping them with the good news and the good news richard here's the final thing we win that's why he told us right. fight the good fight of faith he didn't say See, fight the battle's the, already over it's a done lost. deal that's why he said fight the good he didn't say fight the bad fight of faith bad means i lost but if it's a good fight i win because god is good all the time yeah he's already won the yeah, battle's he, over yeah so if I, that's why he say he always causes us to triumph. He always gives us the victory. That's what his word says. That's the truth. Remember, here's what I know about the truth. The truth is the highest form of reality. And the truth, the facts have to line up to the truth more and more. Because truth is the highest form of reality. It don't get no better than that. <laughs> that's the 100%, the truth. And, and the truth is a person. Right. Jesus Christ. You say, I am the truth. And again, everything that's under truth is, 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 has to submit because the truth is, again, the highest form. 
of revelation or anything. And that's why, again, Jesus was called the truth. He's like, this is it. Don't get no better than me. I am he. I am. So we have to stand on the truth of the word of God. God, he said in John, my word is truth. We have to stand. We have to receive that. And when you receive it, you believe it. When you believe it, you receive it. And that's got to be your reality. Faith is the substance of things or the reality of things hoped for. It's the evidence. God's word is my evidence. Show me your evidence. Uh, okay, well, here Jesus is. resurrection was the evidence that everything that he ever said yeah. was true. And here's my evidence for, for financial need. Philippians 4.19. That's my evidence. Right. He shall supply all my need. I got his word on it. That's the truth. But I don't have to worry. You know, as we <laughs> talked before about Champion Christian, um, being on the board for Champion Christian, when we're going through some times where we're trying to get a facility and stuff, and people say, well, how much money do you have? And I say, that doesn't matter. It's up to God. God's going to supply all of our needs. It, whatever it is that we're doing, God's going to supply all the needs. And that's interesting how the devil sends people in. They, they don't Even know they've been using folks. Right. He used them to come and try to instigate doubt. Now, you just gave me that example. We've just been in ministry three to four years. You know what people always ask me? How many people you got? Oh, that's the first. Oh, thing that's the first thing when you say you're pastor. All pastors want to know. Right. Well, not all pastors. Well, Everybody the devil. People. Well, the devil works through pastors too. You know, he's so respect their persons, but that's what he used people. And and here's the deal with my wife and I: we're believing for ten thousand souls to be saved through our ministry. So because we're believing that Satan wants to come on to cast doubt against that, so he's gonna send brother so and so to ask me how many people we got constantly. But God, remember. How's it going at your church? Right, right. Well, God, here's the deal, though. I'm standing on the word of God because the scripture said he asked to the church, the members as it pleases him. And he also said, I'll give you the nations. That's the truth. That's the promise. I'm just standing in agreement with the promise. So I'm walking in faith now. And I'm calling it 10,000 because we're believing for 10,000. And we know he's a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all I can ask the thing. I'm believing for 10,000. I'm believing for 10,000. You know God's going to probably do 100. Right. He's going to do 100,000. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah, he's got to always, he's a show off. He got to always show off. That's Abraham. God is asked the children of Israel when he parted the, the Red Sea. He could have took them another way. He said, no, no, I'm taking y'all towards the Red Sea because I got I to show y'all. I got to do my thing right here. And poof, parted it. They walked on dry land, right? Exceedingly, abundantly above all we can think or even imagine. Right, because they the didn't even saying. imagine that. They'd have never thought it. They'd have never thought it. Well, that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. We just want to hope you were blessed by this message. And uh, we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.